previously on the praise down. So, Eric, uh, what have what have you been up to since uh, being a a youth pastor? Well, you know, I've been a I've been a youth minister for fifteen years, been raising the roof and hanging tin for God and all that. You've you've been ra- raising the roof and hanging tin for God. I've been uh, I've been raising the roof, uh, doing the ignition in the kitchen, all for the Lord on high. Yeah. Um, I hey, uh, Heath here. Uh, quick question. Uh, when you say raise the roof, is that with a Z or an I? Yeah, are you bringing the roof down or are you moving the roof up? No I, one Z, my dude. No. Wait, you're raise. So you are burning the roof down. Sorry, it's me, Heath, again. I have a question. Um, so are, is it because it's a house of Philistines or is this God's house that we're raising? I can see why y'all are a little bit confused. Yeah. It is a house of God. I am raising the roof so high that it does reach the sun, and then it gets popping off. The only rap song I've ever heard is Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. How'd you know? <laughs> because I'm Heath Huffman, the star of The Praise Down with Alex. Hmm. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, it's tr- it is true. But I don't know how much I like it. You guys want to hear other ways I've been uh, praising the yeah, Lord? Yeah, what are, what are some I other ways it. you've been praising the Lord? Uh, I've been getting jiggy with Jesus. <laughs> okay. I've been uh, I've been crisscrossing it um, for the Lord on the cross. Now, what was this last one? Crisscrossing it for the Lord on the cross. Walk me through that. You ever crank that shepherd boy? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, but I do like that a That's lot. That's all the time we've got for today. Join us next time when we talk to Taylor Vinson about... David Bazan. I was going to say Sebado for some reason, and I don't that know That would why. be a way cooler <laughs> podcast. I'm, I'm great with that. Let go your burdens to the Christian. Go your burden to the Christian law. Oh, it's it all. Oh, it's the freestyle. Welcome Damn, to the praise was, down. <laughs> Welcome to the praise down. Damn, that was wonderful. Yeah, we we did a really good job there. Thank you, Jarvix. One Jarvix's take. For the, that's <laughs> all it took. Thank you, Jarvix, for that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just played it twice in a row this time. That's what you heard. Yep, two intros and a cold open. That's our that's our podcast. <laughs> that's our style, <laughs> baby. Much less Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> it's the two and a half men of podcast openings. Yeah. Is that? That was not what I was saying, but now it's what I'm going to roll with because I'm a yes ander. Oh, baby. Ooh, baby. Somebody's been to improv college. <laughs> I really like yes anders home from uh, workaholics. I prefer yes anders game. <laughs> the, uh, series no. of books where he kills that guy in the shower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving right oh, along. Oh, yes Anderson. 
Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're all idiots. The only good person working on this podcast is our producer, Jill. If, it, if it's not obvious to the listeners yet, Jill is the only one who's been smart the entire time. <laughs> yes, Anne Rhine. Oh. Yes, Ein. Yes, Ein. <laughs> You're not a very good yes, Ein. No, no, guys. Hey, I can poison whatever water I want that I own. <laughs> Yes, yes, I am improv. So that's like that's a very obscure school of improv. Um, I need a subject. Uh, uh, owning a factory and how you can treat the people that work in the factory that you own. All right, all right. I've got one. I've got one suggestion: owning a factory and how to treat the people in it. Bad. Okay. Moving oh, on. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, here's another one. Here's another one. Art Deco architecture. <laughs> Not a scenario, but go, go with Something it. to blow up, right? E- oh, yeah. <laughs> Noah's anarcho-capitalistic boat school? Noah is an anarcho-capitalist, right? Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. That's Does, why he steals all those animals. Did, He's an elf. Did he have a shitty punk jacket? Uh, It was probably just like a couple of like patches on the back of his like shitty anarchist robe. Is that what they have? I've never seen a photo of him. Anarcho-capitalists have a bunch of patches on the back of button-up shirts that they wear to job interviews. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse us, uh, Mr. Um, Looks like your name is just raccoons. Um, (laughs) What are your thoughts on the state? Who needs it? You like dental insurance? (laughs) Fuck it. You like highways? I drive a four-wheeler. ATVs are very anarcho. They are. They're they're libertarian cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they're not constrained by roads or laws. Everything is anything that happens on an ATV, a cop cannot bust you for. That's the law. It's like driving in international waters. It's exactly like driving in international waters. No, a international water. Like the whole thing. Oh no. It's like a pond with wheels. Uh-huh. Are there any international ponds? Just ponds, not seas, not oceans. Probably some between the U.S. and Canada. Yeah, the Great Lakes. Are those international waters? Yes. yes. Wow. I feel yeah. like we really just grew together. You could open as a one. casino in the middle of Lake Huron. Now, Is that how it's pronounced? Huron? I, I, I believe it's Huron. Her. Is it. Is it Hern? It's pronounced really fast together, like Huang or Warang from a uh, Tekken. Okay. Oh, like like, like Hern, like Hren, Hren, Hren. Man, this is like the opposite of one of those ASMR videos. This is terrible radio. <laughs> okay, is it let's do let's, like horny? let's let's very quickly do some ASMR before we introduce our guest. Sure, 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 right. sure. I, I need a subject from our very calm audience. Hey. Uh, what if you did one that's just smoothie ingredients? You just kind of sound like Jarvix a little bit when you do that. Welcome to uh, welcome to the Praise Down. This is uh, this is a new a new um, bit we're doing called Pray SMR. Um, I heard you've been sinning, and I'm not here to harsh you about it. Hey, it's okay to have a body and to explore it. Not all ASMR has to be horny. Hi, I'm part of the ASMR, too, and I'm here to remind you that it doesn't have to be horny. 
it can just be regular. I'm here to do the oh. Hey, we've we've all been turned up a lot. ASMR. Have you ever been baptized? Okay, would it? How sacrilegious would it be to just pray right into this microphone, just real mouth style? Here, let me remove my pop filter. What, what if you would? What if you were to uh, do some? What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take this melt away peppermint, and I'm gonna filter feed it in my mouth and saliva for the next 12 minutes straight. I'm not even gonna get to taste it because all the saliva is under my tongue where my taste buds are. I'm doing this for the love of the game. All right, here it goes. We just lost every listener. Every single one of them. They're all gone. They're all gone. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just list every portmanteau I can think of off the top of my head, starting with Luigi board. Lobstertrician. Craigular. Snore laxative. Tread military. Lornithologist Michaels. Paula Jean Simmons to our listeners out there. <laughs> That was Taylor Vincent, our guest on the podcast. Taylor, welcome to the Praise Down. Hi, Taylor. Hello. Thanks for having me. Great it's, to be here. It's great that you're here. Uh, let's uh, let's start this dang cast. Huh. All right. I I was born ready. Good. Good. Uh, we're gonna start this the way we usually do. Um, we're gonna hold your feet to the fire on this one. Uh, I'm still doing ASMR. I'm really sorry. I'm still. I just. I like. Is I, anyone I else like, just like horny from I'm not, ASMR? I'm relaxed a little bit from it. I feel like I'm talking a little quieter than I normally would be. And it. Here's the thing. My brain is horny, but my body is as limp as a melted butterscotch. Uh, I just don't that's me fuck all the time. Period. Just I just can't. Like I am Alex's bit about Garfield. I just it doesn't exist just within me. Terminally unhorny. Yeah, just constantly constantly inside of myself like re retracted mm. not like not like i'm f not like i don't yeah. have to explain the logistics that i'm not fucking myself when i say that right like we're all on the you're, same page here yeah 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 yeah. okay yeah i'm i'm with you i have too much of a gut to be that flexible so like if i try to do that my legs are mm -hmm. gonna get stopped at like 55 degrees buddy i'm i'm right there with you i used to be able to fold myself up like a transformer now i can <laughs> barely do a goddamn somersault what car did you turn into One of those, like if, like it's, uh, it's a, uh, uh, an El Camino. What are the Batman motorcycles that aren't really motorcycles? Slingshots? Is that what they're called? Oh, mm. the motor trike. The motor trike. Yeah, my, I, I turned into a motor trike. <laughs> that's 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 the image that I'm gonna roll with. It fits. If you have any other Thank questions you. about his transformer past, you can. Uh, take it to me as I am his uh, his A and R rep. Yeah, o only for the transformer period. We split amicably after that. That's true. You can uh, interact with us at hashtag praiseformers. 
folks. You, we're uh, we're actually live tweeting this podcast episode. Just mm-hmm. make sure that you tag Lamar OKC mm-hmm. with every reference. Yeah, hashtag PraiseFormers. We got to get on that billboard. Make sure you tweet at the Praise Down um, and at Lamar OKC. Get us on that billboard. Hashtag honking wang. No, do not. <laughs> no, that's not a real. Do not use the hashtag honking wang. It's not a real hashtag. Taylor, where are you at with the Lord thy God? <laughs> Which one? I like it already. Uh, give us give us your most like nuanced take on just where your religion slash spirituality is at um, or lack thereof or what ride the lightning is probably the best Metallica record. Some would say master of puppets has better songwriting. Um, mm-hmm. I've got to go with uh yeah, I think ride the lightning is a better album. Hmm. That's not a hot take. That's, that's pretty generally accepted. I, that's yeah. what I thought too. But I know three people that are going to listen to this because they're my friends, and they're going to be like, oh, "Master Puppets has battery," and they're right. Uh, Battery's great, but it's not creeping death. You know, not what is you know. Yeah, and Ride the Lightning didn't have Jeff Dunham on it. So yeah, it's true. Oh my god, enough Jeff Dunham and Metallica. Am I right? <laughs> There's too much. I which of his racist puppets is your favorite? Which of his racist puppets? Yeah, um, is it the is George it? Soros? <laughs> uh, no, if I were to pick a racist puppet, um, I mean, I would probably have to side on whatever the what's the one that's super offensive to the Latinx community. Ah, uh, that would be Jose the Jalapeno on a stick. Yeah, yeah. I really like when he just tags that bit to death for 30 minutes. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think that's probably my favorite one also. Yeah, well, just because, you know, I mean, it's more regional. Yeah. Your favorite one isn't Sweet Daddy D, the black pimp character? Uh, I have actually not seen a Jeff Dunham special. I pronounce the H in it, Jeff Uh, Dunham. 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 Dunham, like... Done him no good watching that first one. Oh boy, <laughs> um, Zooey Mama, is this thing on? Um, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't seen one recently, so I didn't know that he had uh, started to offend the other races as well. Got to get all yeah. of that hate money. This There's is also market. Ahmed the Dead Terrorist. I've seen that one. I wasn't going to okay. comment on that one. Real equal opportunity yeah, offender. He's here. a real equal opportunity offender. Well, I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I'm not trying to get fatwaed. So you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to spring for that particular puppet. <laughs> Extremely fair. That's that's fine. So, uh, did you grow up going to church? Did you grow oh, up in a religious family? Yeah, everyone in my family is uh, a very, very Baptist. Like, uh, can I speak to the manager haircut Baptist? Ooh, ouch. Hell yeah. Like, um, uh, I'm... My my grandmother is a very sweet lady. I love her very much. I believe that she has the best intentions for me and loves her with all of her heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that that's out of the way, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. When I was 11, I asked my grandma why evolution couldn't coincide, possibly with the, you know, the uh, seven days of creation. Yeah, the diet mm-hmm. evolution theory. Yeah. You know, I just like, there's like, you know, they could they could overlap. And my grandma was taking me home from um from sixth grade. She was driving me home. 
And she pulled over to the side of the road and was like, the Lord God's word is the law and that's it. And I was like, uh, all right, well check please. And <laughs> I, I think that was really where it started. I tried to, you, you know, cause like if it's presented to you in a humanistic way, it's like, yeah, I want to be good. I want to love my parents and, you know, get a back the blue sticker on the back of my car. <laughs> but, um, you know, there just gets to a point where like too many things start having no answers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ultimately it's like, well, science makes a lot more sense. And I like women and gay people. So mm-hmm. deuces, you know? Yeah. Uh, I feel like plenty of people get like something good out of church, especially if they approach it from like, I just want to be around people who are interested in being good people. And that's why we're all here. Right. But especially down here in Oklahoma, that's like not a lot of people. No, mm-hmm. there's definitely a really like really seriously uh, uncomfortable amount of socializing that goes into going to church on Sundays. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, just in, from my experiences, I'm sure that it's not that way or that way everywhere. But like I, uh, I stopped believing in God. And it, when, it, when my family was going to first Baptist in Norman, I think, and then I tried to get back into Christianity when I was like 13 or 14 because, you know, just trying to find something to fill the void, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, tried real hard, started going to an Assembly of God church. Ooh, Ooh. baby. Uh, we had Hannah Smith on the show. Yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah. And did you have any motorcycles on stage at an AG church? That never happened, but I also had a pray over me moment mm-hmm. that like was for sure the last straw where I was like, nah, I'm out of this motherfucker. I can't handle this anymore. What happened? Um, just, you know, uh, there, there's a part of the, uh, the old Michigan rag where they're like, if you have any pain in your life, come up to the stage or put your hands up sure. in the air and we'll come fucking auctioneer over you or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I was going through some stuff as a, emotional pimply faced 15 or 16 year old does. And this dude came over and he put his hands like I was a fire in a trash can and he was under a bridge like that, like that position and like level above me Mm -hmm. and just was like, or whatever. It's been one week since you looked at me. (laughs) It's been. Yeah. And, uh, I just remember in that moment, like being so, I don't want to say angry because I don't want to sound like I'm like Mr. Fedora atheist on this episode of this podcast. Right. Yeah. But like just being honestly kind of outraged, like, like, oh, I'm, I have this shit that I don't think that I can handle. I was told that I could reach out and someone would help pray for me and help make, help me get through this turbulent time, which who knows how fucking bad my life could have been at 15 living in the fucking suburbs. Like, oh yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. New skate shoes where or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you just got the tongues done on you. But yeah, who? Okay, Phrasing. all right, yeah. We'll 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 gloss over getting the tongues done on you. Um, I've got a crazy um, going back to church story. Uh, I quit going when I was around eighteen, so I lasted a while. But uh, um, I went to a a non denominational church where everything like it was kind of like on the weird side and less like McChurchy. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um. And I was sitting in the geisha in the congregation, and <laughs> and the guy speaking the geisha, the memoirs, geisha. Of, memoirs a geisha. of a god, <laughs> memoirs of the geisha, yeah, 
Um, the guy. Hey, you leave the Lord out of this, Alex. Congregation, the no guy, breathing. <laughs> the I'm so sorry. He, the the guy speaking pointed me out, and he's he's talking before all about like, oh, I've got this great gift of prophecy, yana 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 yana, and the gift of prophecy is a lot like to me. It's a lot like roasting people, except being really nice in a creepy way. See, I imagine like a weatherman. Like you just leave it open-ended enough where like mm. no one can be like what the fuck is this shit? 86 degrees, 86 degrees, 71 degrees. You're fucking fired, Greg. Mm -hmm. I said it'd be above 70. Boom, price is right of the shit out of that one. Suck it. He he points at me and goes, "Hey, hey you, you yeah, um I think you're going to help somebody." And uh, they're gonna they're gonna be happy you helped. Uh, and here's the thing: I am him. <laughs> now give me fifteen dollars. Meet me in the car in fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, I had some Mick Church experiences too, man. That shit's weird. It's it's like I don't necessarily think that all church is culty. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could make the argument, sure. Especially when you wear the, the gowns and the Nikes. But, you know, just in general, like, the, the non-denomination thing is much more a social club to me, or it feels like one, than, like, you go to a Baptist church, there's, like, hymnals from, like, these old, like, mm -hmm. southern racist tomes or whatever. But uh, The I mean, tomes of racism, yeah, go on. There, there was a point when we were in Norman, I had already kind of stopped believing in God because of Nana's blow-up. But, you know, like... I'm staying over there on Sundays. You got to go. You're staying at Nana's house. Mm -hmm. And she was going to journey back when journey was in a Walmart parking lot. Mm. Whoa. And she didn't stop believing. So there's that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, uh, Oh man, Steve Miller is going to sue the fuck out of this podcast and take all of your God money. Steve Miller. Uh, what's his name? All of the tithing money we earned from this podcast. <laughs> yeah. What, what's, what's the guy from uh journey? It doesn't matter. Uh, Sir Stephen Perry is that Sir is he is he cousins of Joe Perry? This could go on forever. Um, cousins so, of Perry the platypus. Go on. So from Journey Church, uh, which was like all the people at the like the first middle school I went to in Norman, mm -hmm. um, like got me into Young Life. Oh, did you guys ever deal with Young Life? I didn't deal with no. Young Life. Uh, okay, what's Young Life? Young first? Life is like a. It's like a grooming summer camp in middle school for like pre-frat people. Like okay. It's like a youth group, like sleepaway camp for like a, a week, like, 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 uh, like, uh, snow wolf, Colorado or like some place in the fucking middle of like, mm -hmm. so it competes with falls Creek. <clears throat> no, they're, they're, they go different places, but it's like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. a, a youth group and like mentoring program and like, I, I don't know if it directly funnels into anything like that. Oh, okay. So Young Life is more like where Falls Creek is more of an evangelical thing. Young Life is like, okay, you've already done the the dang prayer. Yeah. Let's. Uh, it's like, come on, let's sing. Let's make you all soldiers. Yeah. Let's mm. sing Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison and fucking do some stupid sketch about how we're wild and crazy guys who aren't aware of, you know, whatever mm -hmm. that Steve Martin guy is. Doesn't yeah. matter. Did the skit guys ever come to Young Life? I don't know if there's a specific group of skit guys that like were like minstrels with the, like lutes. There are two skit guys, yeah. except no substitutions. Because 
They're the guys. You need a skit done? I know a couple of guys. Yeah. It's like how you skit guys. They're like only the Smashing Pumpkins records with like Jimmy Chamberlain playing drums. <laughs> it's like no no substitutes. <laughs> Got it. Well, yeah, and so that was when I really started to realize like you know like I don't <laughs> feel like I get along with any of these people or have anything in common with them besides the fact that I'm supposed to believe in this God that we haven't really been talking about at all this mm-hmm. entire week. And, um, yeah, there was, I don't know. You like, I don't think that young life is necessarily terrible because a lot of those times you get kids who are like in like bad situations at home or something and it can keep them away from home and doing something productive. Mm-hmm. But there was one time where we were having like a, a youth group, like the men's group for our like age group was having a sleepover at the Young Life building. Mm-hmm. And we got toilet papered by the, the girls group. And that shit's not going to fly. You what know? the fuck? Yeah. Like, what I didn't, the fuck? first of all, I didn't watch my brothers die face down in the mud in Nam. Sure. For people to waste fucking trees like that. Mm-hmm. And that's only because we did not burn the entirety of the area. Uh, that's really sad. Um, yeah. So they, they TP'd the house. And so, like, you know, you're young, dumb, and just starting to be full of, like, hormones. So we're like, oh, we're going to go fucking get them back. Yeah, you guys thought I was going to say come, but this is a Christian <laughs> podcast. Come on. We did make eye contact with each other and gleefully hoped you would we, say uh, come. Guys, Alex and I locked eyes at the moment. <laughs> Come should have been said. As we always That's called, do. like lovers do. <laughs> it's called comedic misdirection. It's the only thing that Anthony Jeselnik is good at. That and being tall. Mm-hmm. That and he's, look, he's looking like a pointier Spencer Hicks. He's cute. He is cute. He's um, got a good good mouth on him. Mm-hmm. So like, and I mean, when I'm thinking about this, they probably used like a like one of those. Uh, 16 or like 20 packs of, you know, toilet paper. Like it, it was enough where it was like, God, this is going to suck to clean once the dew sets in. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't like they broke any windows or like spray painted like pejorative terms on the wall or anything. But we went and got like eggs and like peed in a super soaker. Oh, no. And we didn't end up doing it. We Whoa. And then we all did whippets and that happened. And we tripped collectively. You did whippets at Young Life? No, I didn't do whippets at Young Life. No. Um, but so like we're about half the time when we're starting to get into the cars to like go fuck with, you know, the these people's house, like to like prank them back or whatever. Like all of our youth leaders like kind of come to their census and they're like, we're not going to do this. No, absolutely not. And so all these kids are already like all hyped up on like the ultra violence, you know? That's the great thing about church camp. Every once in a while, you'll get counselors that'll just sign on to your shit. Yeah. Even if it's terrible. Yeah. They're just like, fuck it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, frick it. Yeah. Let's it's do it. Go- <laughs> Heck it. Let's, let's see where this goes. Heck it. Um, Heckin' good puppers. God, I fucking hate that shit. I want to drown every memer in a well. I had, I've been obsessed with this since I woke up this morning and it's, <laughs> fellas, y'all ever see a small bean? And you know you just gotta say hello. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole thing. Is that your club comic voice? <laughs> that's my club comic voice. <laughs> fellas. I, what, Fe- fellas. What you don't realize is I already screenshotted that and sent it to the loony oh, bit. No. Oh no. Now I'm gonna have to do stand up there seven times a week. <laughs> Oh, you're employed. No, no. Uh-oh. I would hate to be employed. 
Oh. Just kidding, I wouldn't. Did you go to listeners? By the way, uh, small small uh, plug break for <laughs> Alex's life. He's unemployed. Please submit pre-filled resumes. Thank you so much. I do have a resume on Indeed.com. Yeah, Alex doesn't make a lot of money here on the praise down. Uh, no, I do. That's true. Our deal is fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't believe you signed the same paper I signed. I, tr- I, I was just like, I wasn't going to read the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like two paragraphs. No, thank you. <laughs> so we're already like ready to go like be little miscreants, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and to the to the the person in charge's credit, he he thinking real fast. He's like, oh, well, we're going to play dodgeball. Which pretty good. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, that. It, I didn't realize it when I was younger, but it, they always do that kind of stuff so the kids fall the fuck asleep at slumber parties. Oh, yeah. Oh. I know, right? Yeah. Uh. That one's free. The next one will be $50. Oh, no. But, um, we still have this super soaker full of pee, right? Mm-hmm. And like these cans of silly string and like half a dozen eggs. And for the most part, they get to everything except for all the silly string because they figure, fuck it, you can just vacuum that up. And then they, you just got to assume no one's going to spray anyone with pee, right? Yeah. Me and this kid named Cody get stuck outside. Cause everyone's like, we all run inside and like, we're the last two out. So I lock the door. Cause it's a hilarious gag when you're in middle school. And that, that kid sprays me with the pee super soaker. Oh. And I bashed him in the head twice with a can of silly string and threw him down a flight of stairs. And he got sent home because he used the faggot word. Oh, no. Way to go, church. Hey, isn't God tight? (laughs) I mean, it is. That is good. But no, that was the first time that I threw some... Second time I threw someone down a flight of stairs. Ooh, what about the first time? Which one was more satisfying? Because that one seems hard to top. Um, well, the other time... Um... I don't know if I want to tell the other time on this podcast, but I'll tell you afterwards because I I don't really want to put that out into the ether. But sure. it's sure. very satisfying. Sure. Oh, all right. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to wait until we're done recording. Um, did you go to a lot of church camps? Uh, no, I went to I went to one in summer of seventh grade, and then I went through summer in seventh grade. Or I mean, I went to Young Life during seventh grade, and then I went to the one before eighth grade and didn't go anymore. Uh, okay. okay. I just was completely over it and realized that these are all just like these rich kids that I don't have anything in common with. Like I was starting to get like really into music and mm-hmm. starting to like kind of get into like watching like stand up comedy a lot on like Comedy Central on like Friday nights, especially like just all of the stupid 30 minute specials. Yeah. And all these other kids are just like listening to like Jaw Rule and like playing club soccer and like eating Percocets. And I mean, those are all cool things. I like watching soccer now. I feel like all those things are back. Yeah, those things yeah, all. That's true. <laughs> time is a flat circle. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, after eighth grade was the last one, and then from there, I really like didn't fuck with religion at all until about fourteen or fifteen. Then I went to the Assembly of God Church, uh-huh, mm. and, the, and the tongues got done, and got tongued, and <laughs> and then after that was uh, just kind of like a. I mean, everyone goes through like the. Um, the fedora atheist like 
dickhead atheism phase, mm-hmm. you know. All right, time time to uh yeah. time to time to put some skin in the game here. Mm-hmm. Everybody say the ages they were fedora atheists on this podcast right now. 13 uh 17 through like 22. Uh yeah, uh like 21 to 23. Like it got it was worst at like 17 or 18 when I really started to reject the idea. And I think also it comes from like being in a really religious house and like family and background and stuff. Cause it's like a, like a lashing out of like a worldview that's been presented to you, whether you want it or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was definitely like 17 to 19 was peak fedora atheism. But then like in like 19 was when like my depression really like came to the forefront in my life mm-hmm. and like, like really completely coming to the, to terms with the fact that the only thing I had to ever at one point look forward to as an end game was like a complete lie and you're just going to like rot in the dirt, whether you treat people good or not. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so like shagadelic. And so <laughs> then it was kind of falling, falling action from there, but still pretty snarky. And then around 22, whenever like I first really became aware of like the prototypical fedora donned Cheeto dusted, reddit atheist bibles in the fiction section type of person yeah i was just like all right cool i'm good on this this isn't really much different than my baptist family Uh Uh uh-huh uh-huh alex did you say 13 uh yeah okay that's that's early but i i respect it because i definitely didn't believe then either but i wasn't snarky about it i was horrified yeah well i think 13 is probably a little early it's probably closer to like 15 to 17 that like mid high school like Cause you're, Before, yeah. Was it just your mom that was in a church, or your dad too? No, we were all just all up in it. So I got kind of burned out on it when I was like, yeah, like fifteen. I was like, okay, I've pretty much seen everything this has to offer, and I've seen what this turns people into, and I'm good on it. Hey man, there's no mm. better, warmer burn than God's love, buddy. Don't I know it? <laughs> Yeah, I I definitely remember being horrified that my grandma would yell at me for asking her a question about evolution mm-hmm. and like just kind of like really being too afraid to address anything because I used to be really super afraid of getting yelled at despite being a little shithead kid. Yeah, I mean, when, yeah. you, when you don't have like a lot of places to go or whatever, and that's kind of your whole world, it's a different thing. So I could see it at 13, but I, I've never seen someone at 13 be at a party and be like, you seem like an intelligent guy. <laughs> like you know what i mean like you don't you know we're all dust right <laughs> you ever you ever run into people at parties that are space woke god actually you know living with sam i don't have to deal with that because sam knows more about space than anyone i've ever met Good. so sometimes people say things and i can remember just tidbits of my roommate and i'm like that guy has no idea what he's talking about and i'm going to go smoke weed in this person's bedroom because we're at a party in this city. No, no, I'm not sure, just right, like, right, sure. please, please let me into your house. I'm a British soldier. It's an emergency. Hello. <laughs> you have to station me so I can smoke weed in your bathroom. The Bill of Rights hasn't been made yet. Let me in. I do have that clause, though, on all my friendships. <laughs> if I say it's an emergency, let me in. Yeah. The only clause I have in my friendships is that everyone has to know going in that at some point I'm going to text them. Maybe, maybe now, maybe in 20 years. With a text that says, call me in two minutes and pretend that you're drunk and you need a ride so that I can leave a situation. That's it. Uh, the on- the real only clause of my friendship is you're going to hear they might be giants once every like month or two and you just kind of got to be cool with it. 
I mean, there's just so many worse things it could be. That's true. All of my friends in high it's school like, were into like Tool. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've smoked a lot of DMT, and I'm still not sure. into Tool. Yeah, then then you're not going to get into That's it. That's how I feel, too. And it's like, I've played guitar for more than half my life, so on paper I should be like, this hits every mark. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the worst thing out of all the things. I feel just like sucks. Tool is the ICP of prog rock, though. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't think that that's fair to ICP. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Because James Maynard Keenan is like a, like a real dickhead in real life. Well, there's just this thing about like, and uh juggalos are socialist now. So that's cool. Badass. Well, you think about like, you know, like, so if you watch, so, if you watch someone do stand up comedy, who's really good at it as someone who does stand up comedy, you're like, wow, like that mm-hmm. guy can write good jokes. Like, that's how I feel about, like, David Tell, especially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, as a guitar player or just a musician in general, like, listening to Tool is, like, kind of mind-blowing because they're so much better than every other butt rock band on the radio. And it's mm-hmm. such a wide, like, a huge curve. For those of you mm-hmm. listening at home, I'm making half of a parabola with my left arm. It's a, mm-hmm. It looks good. The a, qu- a quarter pipe. And, for you skaters yeah, at like home. Yeah, like a... You, you can't really hand plan in the first Tony Hawk, but in the second one, you could do a couple of things on it. <laughs> but despite the fact it's just so bad, but like, I don't think ICP are good rappers. So it's more like a, like an immortal technique. It's like, okay, you're, okay, you're okay. technically good at what you're doing, but it's douchey and awful. And we all wish you would stop beating the point over our head. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my two cents. That's how I feel about black mirror. Dude. Or Banksy? Yeah. Oh, you mean Alt-X-Files? Yeah. It's like, I get it. (laughs) Honestly, I watched one episode of Black Mirror, and I had a really gnarly nightmare. And Mm. I'm not afraid to admit it. I just didn't watch any more of it. So it might be really good, and I'm just a giant wiener. I might just be spooked of it, and I'm trying to act tough. That might be it also. I'm a gigantic wimp. A couple of sour grapes guys out here. I've only seen one episode also. No nightmares, though. Ugh. Bragging. Uh, I had a dream an iPhone killed me though and I loved it (laughs) this is uh, holding the mirror up to society man Uh, yeah just holding the mirror up to it uh, did you um, how how to phrase this do any of you guys have members of the church not like they go to church but like a Baptist preacher or a deacon in your family uh, my dad is a deacon, um, and he is the, like, I always want to say senior pastor, but that usually means the pastor. What mm-hmm. I mean is like the old people pastor. Mm-hmm. Don't my, they call it capstone? Yeah. Like you're about to graduate life. How morbid. <laughs> Love it. There's being real with them, you know? Yeah. Uh, my, Hey, we all know why you're here. Yeah. My mom was a children's pastor. One of my uncles is a preacher and my mm-hmm. grandfather is a deacon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have another uncle who is not involved with the church. Um, but the one who, uh, the one who's an uncle, the one who's an uncle, the one uncle who's an uncle. Um, they, uh, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, he, we haven't gotten along really at all until like two years ago. Really? What changed? Uh, well, 
Honestly, um, I just, I don't have the energy to be petty with people anymore. Like I used to. Mm -hmm. And I, and also like they're my, my grandparents got divorced. Whoa. Did that happen recently? Uh, about four years ago, three years ago. And everyone in my family is so religious that like half of them don't talk to my grandfather. Whoa. And that's the guy who put all, he was like the breadwinner in my, like in that family. And Mm -hmm. he, you know, he paid all their way through college and Mm -hmm. it's always taken real good care of everyone in my family. And they just, they don't talk to him anymore. And so that for me really was kind of like, all right, well, fuck every single one of you. And like me and my mom are the only people that speak to him anymore. Wow. Uh, So that, after that, that kind of ruins every single family get together. Like every yeah. Easter, every Christmas, you're not. I mean, obviously, also part of it is like growing up and like now, like Christmas presents are like, oh, will you buy me new sheets and new tires for my car? And mm-hmm. that's it. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, it changes that way, too. But now I'm just surrounded by like the constant reminder that uh, I mean, and, you know, divorces happen. Not every relationship necessarily has to last forever, but Mm-hmm. The fact that people would let a uh, a religious thing like that get in the way of talking to the man who raised them kind of yeah kind of fucks me up a little bit in a really like I don't know if it's petty or not I think it's a pretty reasonable way but I could also understand if someone's like you know you can't tell people how to feel which I can't yeah I mean people can people are uh, unfortunately like very capable of idolizing religion in that way like, oh yeah like, for sure like picking it over like you know people that they like loved up until you know yeah well and you know and if it's if it's the thing that you have to have to make it through this awful macabre charade of an existence that life is the torture sphere yeah yeah right like like that's fine if that gets you off if that gets you all the way through this punishment orb without raping murdering demeaning anyone and it just makes you a productive member of society it's really not my business Mm -hmm. and that's perfectly fine you can call it whatever the fuck you want but my grandfather is my favorite person in my family, and uh, I would rather hang out with him than anyone besides my mom in my family. Mm-hmm. So after that, you know, you face that for four years, and eventually you're just like, should just be nice to everybody. Eventually one of us is going to die, and I'll probably feel like a dickhead. Yeah. So we get along now, but he yelled at me on Facebook one time for, uh, you know, well, you've, you're friends with me on Facebook. You know how I behave. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he messaged me and was like, and I'm paraphrasing here because it was so many years ago. Um, I'm tired of having to answer for the way you, you behave on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) To whom? That's what I'm saying. He ran a Christian orphanage for a while. That seems, uh, nice on the surface. I mean, honestly, I don't have a lot of negative things to say about that. They really did take kids out of the sticks (laughs) around like. Like in between Oklahoma City and Tulsa and mm-hmm. put them into a, a boy's home where they didn't have abusive drug addled parents. Cool. Pretty um, cool. But, you know, I don't know if I, I don't really buy it, that I was some sort of publicity nightmare for him. Cause it's not like I'm adding these random mm-hmm. fucking Christians from Chandler, Oklahoma. Like, right, right. But he said something about like, I was like, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that I've obviously offended you. I understand how this could be embarrassing for you. Saying things I don't really mean to be polite, you mm-hmm. know. And he responds with like, you know, I don't think you get it. And just this, this, this. And we're, we're supposed to be the image of God. And I was like, yeah, would God own like a four bedroom mansion or yeah, four bedroom mansion? 
um, mm-hmm. large, way too large of a house for the size of his family. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, estate. Mm-hmm. And I said that to him and we didn't talk for like three years. Nice. So that's, that's Yeesh. like, that happens and divorce happens. And then I'm like, oh man, I've, I've buried fucking six people this year. I should start being nice to people, even if I don't like them. Mm. <laughs> you're not wrong uh, can, i don't know if that's the lesson <laughs> the but like the older i get and the less i care about old white women's tales of mm. why i need to take two animals onto boats and stuff and just can kind of separate all that entirely and just mm-hmm. talk to them about basketball at a surface level and then hide in the living room mm. now we get along fine it's perfect what would be the reason for you to take two animals on a boat uh, Mine is because I love hanging out with animals. Well, I mean, I guess it depends. There's a lot of there's a lot of different uh, circumstances. Is this is this the the Noah circumstance where they're flooding the earth, or am I just going out on the water in a paddle boat with a couple of? You just need two animals. Oh, here's the game. What, what kind of boat? You have a paddle boat. What two animals are you bringing on that paddle boat? Oh, okay. So, um, animal from the Muppets. <laughs> For okay, sure. Of course. Yeah. And the dolphin from the Guns N' Roses estranged music video that he's swimming with when he jumps off the yacht. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, mine is two capybaras. Keith? Keith? <laughs> Keith? Uh, yeah. Two tigers to shoot a zero budget version <laughs> of Life of Pi. One to act, one to do stunts. Um, okay. So we'll um, eat this movement. I got a fun question. If you had to choose a religion to follow yeah like if you just got to have one but you had to um what do you think like comes closest to the way you'd want to live your life i mean is it an organized religion or can it be anything that i define to be worship yeah let's call it that okay so the same way like so like for example just to make sure that i'm understanding the parameters so like the way that bruno mars is completely biting morris day's shit Mm -hmm. that's worship right like that's okay you have a centralized figure that he emulates yeah okay got it got it um gilbert dice gottfried it's exactly what you think it is there's hours of it on the howard stern show and that is my answer no way what yeah no i'm the full thing like the awful like chris brown studded jacket thing with the shoulder Mm -hmm. pads from the 90s and the the cigarette cigarette yeah. And he's yeah. just also Gilbert Coffey. Yeah, I can't do it that well. That's why I'm just uh, a follower of the religion. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for sure. Gilbert Dice Gottfried is my religious figure because he chain smokes. Mm-hmm. And I only know good people that chain smoke, like my mom. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, David Foster Wallace, probably. David Foster Wallace seems like a solid smoker. Um, uh, solid snake, also a s- solid yeah. smoker. Jack Tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shouts out Jack Tap. Uh, who else? Who else is a good smoker? Uh, well, Kojak was sucking on a sucker. He wasn't even a smoker, was he? Mm. Right. Yeah. Um. They really kind of stopped the cartoons with cigarettes thing. 
It's almost like they put a law Joe, into place. Joe Camel. Joe, Joe Camel. Camel. Joe Camel is cool guy. definitely a deacon of the Church of, of Gilbert of, Dice Gottfried. A lot of confidence for a guy with the head of a camel. That's, <laughs> a, that's my opinion on Joe Camel. You feel like he was self-conscious about it growing up as a kid? Maybe, I guess. I always thought that uh, Joe Camel kind of looked like Jay-Z. And then whenever uh, Rockefeller and mm-hmm. like... Dipset beefed in the early 2000s. Cameron called him a camel in a song. And I like donkey laughed by myself at my computer desk for like 15 minutes. Just (laughs) over and over. (coughs) It's beautiful. Either of you guys know Cal Corbin? No. Uh -uh. Cal Corbin, I only knew because he was uh, roommates with my old bandmate, Taylor McKenzie who uh, plays in um, uh, American Hate in a Carter Trom around here. Mm-hmm. We got kicked out of a McNelly's once because we have a, f- we have a bit that we do where we just do this, like the worst fake laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most innocent thing to get kicked out of a McNelly's. That's for. amazing. Here, I'll, I'll hold the mic really far away and do it, but you'll understand why we got kicked out of a McNelly's in like 10 minutes. Okay. Like, they okay. comped our beers. Wow. What? <laughs> 10 minutes 10 minutes out comped beer Sh- chug it leave wow because you weren't doing anything illegal or even that bad just like <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over when you inhale you you look like a trout so funny. that's just because i have this mustache god i've got a really bad mustache so i look like a white trash catfish <laughs> like at all times he alex just saw it and put it together and now he's laughing uh-huh, about uh-huh, it uh-huh. i got it i got it <laughs> um so don't, don't break that's that's amazing you bring that up i can only think of good people who chain smoke now yeah, like uh, everyone in our circle of friends who chain smokes is a pretty good boy. Mm-hmm. Besides Fox, you're telling me Martin Luther King didn't just kick cigarettes back? He I just totally that... blasted. Oh six. yeah, dude. Yeah. And Martin Luther, the OG homie, was just blasting darts, <laughs> <laughs> just hanging out, having a dart. Oh wow! Uh, and I mean, you know, if G- Gilbert Dice Godfrey smokes, so mm-hmm. yeah, he was just horking back. I think that Gilbert Dice Godfrey is good too because it's like a more white version of the original religious figure, like white Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. So, really, milady, see? Bringing back the fedora oh, atheism, oh baby. Oh, my God. You guys want to talk about McGee and me? Always. Do I? So, uh, it's. Uh, our previous guest, Eric, recommended McGee and me to us. And so, we're going to. We're going to do what we always do, and we're going to talk about McGee and Me now. McGee and Me is so messed up. I feel like it's from the same studio as Adventures in Odyssey. It looks mm-hmm. like if Snarf from the Thundercats was in the Page Master. Wow. Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, it is a very reverse Page Master situation in it's, which it's a... It's an, also reverse Space Jam, right? Yeah, yeah Did we is. make that joke in the last cast? Yes. Okay, yes. shit. It's a callback. It's fine. It's a comedic yeah. device. An animated gentleman 
has to be in real world. But animated gentleman, like actually animated, not like James Brown. Like he doesn't right. feel good. He's not. <laughs> he's not just like an animated. Right. He's he's a cartoon. He's drawn. He's drawn right. away from his home cartoon planet. <laughs> He escapes the crime-ridden streets of Toontown to move. <laughs> he grew up in a PvP zone. <laughs> he beat Gogo from Tiny Toons to death. Oh my! Had to transfer God. schools like Persona Five. God. <laughs> you reference Persona on this Christian music podcast. <laughs> Do you guys think God has a big dick? Could God make a dick so big? So let's talk. Even let's, he couldn't suck yeah, it. Yeah, let's say uh, I didn't expect to get into real Christian hours, but is God humanoid? Does he have? Does he have a body or is he formless? Mm, I don't think that he's always humanoid. I like to think that he's like liquid Alex Mack. Oh hell yeah! Ale- oh universe Alex Mack liquid. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and then it it takes the form of whatever it needs to at the time. Like you know, helping like basketball players win games. Sure, and ignoring starving children. Sure. But if mm-hmm. I had to pick a specific humanoid form for this, God, I would say Kentaro from Mortal Kombat. Ooh. Is uh, that just what you hope? Well, that's because I have stretch marks on my stomach and I kind of look like Kentaro from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so I could fool some like... So people might think. Yeah. I hope that the form God takes to ignore starving children is Corey Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funnier if it was Kirk Cameron, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> Hey, you know, the perfect uh, reasoning for the existence of Christ is the banana, because it fits in your hand. <laughs> Actual who Cameron logic. Who could have designed a human eye in a fucked up way that barely works, other than God? <laughs> it is so funny that that's the example that creation, or the, yeah, the creationists always go with. It's a wonder that eyes even like work. Yeah, even though the I, the human eye is the most roundabout bullshit in the world, like it has to be upside down and then through a thing. And then yeah, like, I I know what everybody just thought I said, and it's a miracle that eyes work. But I'm saying, yeah, that no, right, right, it's right, a wonder right. that any of our eyes just like don't work at any given time. Right, like Stuart Scott, or like you talking about like vision. What Stuart Scott was the sportscaster with the wonky eyeball. Oh, he's dead now. See, you're going to have to pretend that you're talking to people who don't know anything about well, sports. Heath, Heath lifts weights, so of course you're going to assume Not, you watch the sports. That's that's the only traditionally masculine hobby I have. Yeah, and that it's and more of a... to Atmos V-neck black metal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Death Heaven? Are you talking about Death Heaven? <laughs> or Wolves in the Throne Room? Whichever one works for you. Uh, Death Heaven works for me. I want to see you guys. I want to really get you guys to argue about metal. I don't have much of a f- dog in that fight. Okay. But I will I will antagonize him with the opinions of my friends. <laughs> okay. What's a popular metal opinion? A yeah, popular a good, metal what's opinion. A good metal and I opinion. want you to counter it with something infuriating. Okay. Popular metal opinion. We're going to walk all the metal heads on this podcast. Um uh the the era of Pantera that everyone likes is just them ripping off the band Exhorter. <laughs> Ooh. Like Let's, listen, uh, listen to Slaughter in the Vatican, and then listen to whatever the first like redneck mosh metal food stamp record that Pantera put out is. <laughs> Just listen to them back to back, and it's pretty obvious. But be careful because you lose like a hundred points off your credit score every time you listen to Pantera. <laughs> so you got like seven spins if you're really lucky and privileged. Okay, it's time to listen to Exhorter. 
Uh, all right, cool. This is the coolest podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> you know, Phil Anselmo. That's how he sounds. This is... Just wait for this it. This doesn't sound like Pantera Welcome to the praise down. It's a slow burn. Wait for yeah, it. Yeah, what's happening here? Hold on, let me see. Um. Okay. Go to. Yeah. There you go. There it is. Badass. But, yeah. I mean, I probably would go go a little bit up. Uh. That's fine. Anyway, just wait till he does vocals, and then you can hear like the like, like a Mohame <laughs> uh, Phil Anselmo thing he does. <laughs> you did pick one that has an ass beater of an intro that takes a second though. Yeah, so. that's fine. We're a full minute into this song. Hey, we, uh, one thing our listeners know is that there are no time restrictions on yeah. this podcast. Uh, metal's not good, right? <laughs> Can we just say that? I whoa, think. Whoa, I don't know, man. I fuck with some metal. I think that there is some metal that is good. Yeah, I like. Um, I like grind more than I like metal because I like fast and aggressive music, but I hate mm. guitar solos. Okay, what's your favorite solo? Favorite solo. Fuck, I don't know, man. What's uh, your favorite instrument to solo? Favorite instrument to solo? Ther- oh, theremin, easy. That's a good. That's the right answer. It's a good one. <laughs> was it this podcast that said scientists still don't know what a theremin is for? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that, so. That was a good bit. I like that. Thanks. Um, um, but yeah, that uh, but basically, Pantera sucks and they're racist and it's a uh, poser metal. Oh, okay. Um, and that's an unpopular take. Uh, I don't know. It depends on where you go. I have a lot of friends who are from Texas who are like, oh, man, Pantera fucking rules, man. Dimebag, man, rest in peace. And I don't fucking get it because I can read. Mm-hmm. Was Dimebag also in Pantera? Yeah. I thought he was just in that other one, Thousand Foot Crutch or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Damage Plan? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Dimebag threw up his rock fist, didn't he? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah he was feeling it. Um, yeah. When he rocked it? God damn it. <laughs> You know, I, I heard that one time Dimebag Daryl was like in the middle of a song and he was like, this whole solo feels like a dream. I must be asleep. Someone shoot me in the face twice. <laughs> Why did I think I thought Dimebag Daryl was in a different band? Thousand Foot Crush. No, he was in. He was Hawk in Nelson. He was no. in Pantera and he was in Damage Plan, which is the last band he was in before he got mm. boom, boom, before Huck got, Jam. <laughs> before he got murked. <laughs> Tony Hawk's boom, boom, Huck Jam. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, uh, I saw Blink-182 at last year's Boom Boom Huck Jam, and you are not going to believe how good they were. Oh. <laughs> Dude, that's like... I, I always go back and forth about like what's more like embarrassing to be a fan of, personally, like being an adult that listens to pop punk, or being like over the age of 22 and listening to IPA... Or uh, listening to IPA, drinking IPAs. Because mm, yeah. like, both of the people who are really, really into either one are like mm. the most unbearably obnoxious humans. Yeah, I listen, I'll drink an IPA, but it better be damn summertime. I'll drink an IPA because I'm lonely. Sure. Like nine of them. Well, sure. I'll drink an IPA while I listen to pop punk. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, I would rather someone try a stranger approach me about uh, an awful pop punk band that's playing at the bar than the IPA that I'm drinking. Avenged Sevenfold. I thought Dimebag Daryl was in Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? L- fuck it. Tag Lamar OKC on Twitter and say Dimebag Daryl was in Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> Hashtag honking wang. 
not. Let's get these tweets on the board, folks. I will not. If there's one thing, hashtag Lamar, hashtag OKC, at sign Lamar OKC, you like. Swear, I will never tweet hashtag honking wang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tweeting right now, Dimebag Daryl was in Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> Will you tag both of them? <laughs> Does Dimebag have a Twitter? Can we find him on Twitter? I bet we could find a fan Twitter that we'd get angry. <laughs> the official fan run Dimebag Daryl Twitter page. <laughs> For fans of Confederate flag guitars and solos that go... I'm that's s- that's I'm a sorry, curly was... from the Three Stooges. Yeah, that's not that a, a whammy bar. <laughs> it's, it's crazy we... Um, just talked about Dimeg Daryl instead of a key in me the whole yeah, time. Okay, but well, ha- but I'm happy that it happened. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, I almost said more human than human, but that's Rob Zombie. God, that's none also, of us knows anything about bad music. That's also Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> Can someone please play more human than human by Rob Zombie? <laughs> no, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that you're more human than human or that you uh, slam in the back of your Dragula more? If you had to pick a side. I pretty routinely slam in the back of my Dragula. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that one. Mm. Dude, I saw something on the internet where someone was talking about um, uh, Do Host by Romstein. Mm -hmm. Do. Do house. Do house work. (laughs) Pretty good. Pretty good. Not mine, but pretty good. Oh. Shouts out to wherever that came from. I I have uh I do a my I came up with a parody for Total Eclipse at the Heart. And it's just watching some clips of Paul Blart. <laughs> I my one time on on the interwebs I was like uh, once upon a time <sighs> I was falling in love, now I'm only holding in farts. And then Jake Bone, who recently moved back. Shouts out to Jake Bone. Um, Shouts out to Jake Bone. Yeah, praise Jake Bone. The only Don't praise Jake Bone. <clears throat> you could praise him if you want. He'd probably appreciate it. All right, praise Jake Bone. <laughs> he was the only person that commented on the thread, and he said, Dude, I've been trying to figure out the other half of this for so long. There's nothing I can do. I totally shit when I fart. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> yeah, praise Jake Bone, I think. Praise praise be to the almighty bone. All right, Jake Bone. Bone, 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 bone. Oh. <sighs> welcome, to the, welcome to the crossroads. Um, I'm going to miss everybody. M- McGee and me has a Rube Goldberg machine in the intro. Hell yeah, it does. Uh, is that like Rune Glyphberg, but he spears people and has giant delts? No. It's a complicated machine, usually one that makes a teenager breakfast. Yeah. It's a ball on a track. Oh, so like in Rick and Morty, the thing that passes the butter? No, that... Not quite. I feel like you're being willfully obtuse. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a series of uh, balls, tracks, mm-hmm. uh, cars, things on oh, wheels. Oh, oh, like, um, like a- the, uh, the board game... The mouse yes, like mousetrap. Mouse okay, it's, okay an, yeah. it's a chain reaction, Got it. a quirky contraption. Mm. The fun's catching. It's making a teenager breakfast. You pass the butter. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, 
Man, I'm just so much smarter than everyone else that watches that we show. We are not allowed to talk about Rick and Morty on this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to fucking... I'm we, putting we my foot down we right here. We cannot. Hey, listen. What we can't... They, listen. Dice cuff. This is... We, uh, we are three white guys. We are not allowed to offer our opinions on Rick and Morty. <laughs> I finally found it. I found the button. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. You have to have a pretty high IQ to understand uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, talking about pantera please <laughs> also no one played more human than human that's true we can't talk about pantera more because we have to talk about mcgee and me yeah we do all right oh shit he puts his own cheering in here <laughs> yeah I, it's the live version are you sure it's not white zombie I don't fucking know. <laughs> How would I know that? Is it Rob Zombie or White know. Zombie? All I know is more human than human. That's it. Well, that's, that's all not that I good. Know. That's not good enough. I'm gonna. I'm aboarding this mission here. All right, fine. I'll just play Dragula off my phone. Come on. <laughs> we gotta do. We gotta. All right, we gotta talk about McGee and me, Alex. Yeah. Stop throwing a tantrum. Okay. All right. I think McGee looks like Donald Trump. That's it. That's. <laughs> I think that he kind of looks like. Uh, the uh, the armadillo mascot for the World Cup. You remember that thing? Yeah, he looks like a Digimon to me. He's so fucked. I don't like his hair. I don't he, trust his and hair. He snaps his suspenders. Yeah, he looks like, like Michael Douglas. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of the um, uh, the vampires from Buffy, like with like the mm-hmm. way that his facial structure is, not with his you know. Uh, you know, not with Josh Whedon being a sexist predator, but sure, yeah, just with his his gait and his schnoz, his bone structure, the structure of the boons. I like his big Eugene Levy eyebrows. He's got real big. I mean, they're blonde for sure, yeah. but they're huge. His hair thickies. makes the rest of his face look like either a rocket or like an, a snail dick, like someone who didn't get circumcised. Yeah, it's wild. He does. I originally said he looks like Donald Trump. I think he looks a little more like Jimmy Neutron. He looks Ooh. like da- like if they made a David Lee Roth, like Jimmy Neutron spinoff. He looks like a troll from Trolls. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. You guys are going to keep roasting McGee for McGee and me, and I'm yeah. just going to play the intro music. All right. Okay. Um, uh, hold on. Oh, sh- He's just got two teeth. Like, there's no full division when they no. make his teeth with his mouth open, so he just has, like, two white surfboards. It's just a fucking white space. He, oh, and they're so... His eyebrows are too bushy. He can smell, like, next week. Like, that nose is huge. Yeah, it's, it's got a real schnoz on was him. Was that the kid smoking weed? Go back three slots. Let's go back... Oh, no, it's a walkie-talkie. No. I thought it was a steamroller. <laughs> what? You thought this kid was smoking weed out of a walkie-talkie? No, it looked like a steamroller. All right, I guess. There are two... It's... He is in the jungle, and then there are two kids wearing 3D glasses under him. What is happening in any of these episodes? Let's see... Twister and shout. There's a Look, tornado. Look, his hair doesn't stay underneath his bike helmet either. What's no. that about? Like, oh, how fly yeah. do you have to look when you get CTE, you stupid piece of shit? God, I hate him so much. What are those shoes he's wearing? They're like the shoes that Knuckles the Echidna wears without the metal plates on top of them. It is weird. They look like... And there's three lines at the end of them, like Bugs Bunny's feet. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. It looks it like looks like he's wearing Fat Farms. It does look like he's wearing Fat Farms. 
Looks like he's wearing fat farms that end in bunny feet. He looks like he's wearing like the off-brand big barns. Oh, God. Do you think those suspenders are to keep those jeans up because they're jinkos? Is that what my hair looked like when it was still bleached and you guys didn't tell me? Yeah. No, there's no way you could get that kind of volume. All right. Bit over. (laughs) Way to go, you guys. (laughs) How dare you, first of all. (laughs) How dare you? Oh, that was way better than... Um, analyzing the show. Mm-hmm. All right, so back to the real question. You guys think God is a big dick or not? I don't think he has a form. I Yeah, I don't think... I think, look, if God wanted to take a shape and he wanted that shape to have a dick and he wanted that dick to be dick, big, sure, it would be the biggest. I don't think he needs it. Yeah, I just don't buy it. To I me, think God it, is post-dick. I think he's post-dick. I think that he is dick incarnate. He's just power oh move my God. after power move because, after power because, move. Because, dude, humans can't be post-dick. They can't. That's true. What about Varix from... Uh, or not Varix, that's Destiny. Varys from uh, Game of Thrones. Like, what if you're a eunuch? They don't cut off your dick. They just cut off your balls. Oh, I thought they just had holes. Like No, what? Yeah. No! Yeah, they're, you know, just gotta... They like replace a, your whole situation like with there's a just like a, like a urethra spigot. Well... <laughs> And just a mound of flesh around it. Well, well, think about, like, his entire character is informed by, like, being a eunuch, right? Yeah. So he's not post-dick. He's all about it. Can't stop thinking about that hoag. Dick-centric. The Dalai Lama's probably post-dick. He for sure is. Who do you think fucked the most in biblical times? King David. (laughs) (laughs) Just right out of the gate. You know, you know who I'm saying is, uh, dude had hella concubines. Oh, Solomon. Yeah, dog. I'm saying Samson, dude. He was just beating it up left and right. Samson only <laughs> fucked that one lady. No, he was slinging serious ham. They just had to, <laughs> they had to cut it back. You, you know, his uh, dick got bigger the longer he let his pubes grow. It's true. <laughs> By the end of it, there was like a, a a field safari guide to finding his monster glands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big honkin' wang. It's, <laughs> I'm furious at you for continuing to use the phrase honkin' wang. <laughs> How dare you? Um. <laughs> Are you guys uh, you guys ready to praise it? You ready for Tune Talk? Ooh, let's talk about those tunes. I, I like a good tune. Welcome to Tune Talk. Um, Taylor, uh, tell us who we're talking about today. Well, I didn't re- I didn't really know if it was best to pick um, Pedro the Lion because almost all of Pedro the Lion, for the most part, was just this one guy, David Bazan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just picked out a couple of songs from his other bands too. Uh, Pedro the Lion is the first band I was aware of that he was in. Uh, they were on a couple of labels, uh, Tooth and Nail, mm-hmm. renowned awful Christian label. Tooth and, and Nail, hey, all come right. on, Tooth and Nail did some. We're we're big fans of Tooth and Nail here on the cast. Um, I'm not going to pretend to be Christian at this part. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You don't have to. Um, yeah. But we, we, we live in this podcast. So and we, we like Tooth so and Nail. So we like Tooth and Nail. Yeah, sure. Of course. Uh, the fan favorites, Tooth and Nail. But mm-hmm. I think his best work was mostly on Jade Tree. Um, the first song I would pick would be on Control. Uh, it is called uh, 
priests and paramedics. The the this album is basically a concept album about a woman who catches her husband being unfaithful and murders him. Whoa. Okay, badass and Yeah, hell yeah. One of the songs on this album is called Penetration. Yeah, yeah. The whole Tight. the whole thing like is like from like the start of their marriage to like him having the affair and then the calm before the affair blows up and then her finding out and then her coming to terms with being second best and then eventually murdering her husband. Damn. Uh, if, Hell yeah. If you, uh, the, the t- like second um, rehearsal, second best and priest and paramedics is her finding uh, right after she finds out about the affair and goes through it. And priest and paramedics is the paramedics arriving on the scene. Mm-hmm. But it's also like just this really uh, uh, heavy. Um, like this band is a Christian band, but they it it wasn't sunshines and rainbows. Like he like really kind of like yeah um, yeah big label Christian music like can't do that. Hell yeah! Just part of the brand is positivity, like <clears throat> just like uh, high disgusting levels of positivity. Yeah, absolutely. But this song. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't really have the the there's a line where they're talking about the funeral in particular that stands out to me, but I'll I'll just let it play. All right, let's do it. This is Priests and Paramedics by Pedro the Lion. Love a good organ in the background, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely not the breakneck speeds that you may be used to with the sure with Dimebag Daryl with Dimebag Daryl of a thousand foot crutch. This is cool. When when did this album come out? Two thousand and two or two thousand and four. I always mix up which one Looks came out which. Like I heard it when I was like fifteen or sixteen. Oh two. Okay, so two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. And is this one of his uh, earlier albums or one of his later albums? This was the second uh, Pedro the Lion album that was a concept album. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, uh, I think, two albums before this. Uh, I should have wikied this before we pulled this up, but uh, middle of the career. I think this is most commonly the... Uh, Looks like his second to last solo. or No, it's the second to last Pedro the Lion album. <clears throat> okay that was really cool i liked that a lot it- there, mm-hmm. there's a part where uh they're uh they go to they go to the guy's funeral who got stabbed by his wife and uh the priest uh instead of giving this really uplifting message uh says uh you're gonna die we're all gonna die could be 20 years could be tonight and lately i've been wondering why uh, oh fuck! I'm gonna butcher the last part, but basically, like asking why we go through all this pain to keep up the misery of being alive. Whoa! Whoa! Badass! And so, like that to me is a really cool. Um, like it's just really cool to hear uh, a Christian band that actually says, 
anything that I would deem even remotely meaningful. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Like the more like underground you get with Christian music, the more it just becomes guys who are Christians being earnest about their lives in their, in their songs. Yeah. You know well, I mean? it's like, you've got like switchfoot Christianity and then like, like Sufjan Stevens Christianity. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you've got like David Bazan, like tragic hero where like he loses his faith. Uh, go to, um, Oh, he does. Yeah. The, there's, Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, won't, I won't, I won't skip ahead. I won't skip ahead. Sorry. Go to Achilles. I'm just heel. really excited. Uh, the the best line I've ever heard from a Christian in my entire life. Foregone conclusions. Just wait for the second verse. Now, is this after what we listened to previously? <clears throat> yes, this came out in 2004. This was the next album. Is this the last Pedro the Lion? I don't think so. Yes. Is okay. It? Yep. I should really just pull it up on Wikipedia so I can answer these more readily. Yeah. Okay, so right here. Wow. Wow. And then he also says, uh, you thought it must have been the devil trying to make you go astray. Plus, you don't believe it's the Lord because you don't think he talks that way. Wow. Really good. Really good. Damn, dude. That's super good. It's like cool to be like a like to struggle with your own faith or like struggle with like the humanity of loving these other people that share your faith or like Mm -hmm. imbeciles, you know? Yeah, there's like, yeah. There's like a level of honesty that's missing from commercially successful Christian music. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, uh, but I feel like the more obscure you go, the more interesting the conversation starts becoming. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that there, there also could be some people that would argue like Pedro the Lion is like a Christian band as much as Scorsese is a Christian film director. Or Norm MacDonald's a Christian comic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, maybe I should talk into the microphone better. Um, yeah, that makes sense. There's some people who would probably criticize that like, yeah, technically, uh, you know, they're a Christian act so much as the guy who wrote all this stuff is a Christian who struggles with his faith and loses it. Yeah. Um, in the same way that a Scorsese film could be a Christian movie. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's pretty cut and dry, uh, that, that particular sentiment of that song, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that band breaks up, and then I don't know how far down the timeline goes. He makes a couple of other projects, one of which is called Headphones, which was just one project. It's like lo-fi uh keyboard driven like pop music yeah and uh that was um i don't know i want to say i saw him in like oh five or six at the conservatory cool but it's just him uh playing a keyboard and then a guy playing drums with it and those songs are actually a little bit more um uh personal a little bit more dark 
Hell yeah. Like there's one song on there called um, Shit Talker. Mm-hmm. That's really good. That's about uh, being uh, frustrated with the boomers. Um, yeah. I would. Uh, <clears throat> what's uh, I think the album is just called Headphones. I don't think it's a. It's put out under a different name, and he's done other stuff since then too. But, but I think like the project's called Headphones. While he's looking for that, you mentioned three kinds of Christianity: the David Bazan Christianity we're discussing, but also Switchfoot Christianity and Sufjan Stevens Christianity. What are those? Because well, to me, I you listen to like I want a, you to world build a little bit. Okay, well, everyone knows that Switchfoot's been a band since like. Uh, color TV or whatever, like they're just like a, a scab group of dudes that look like they work at PacSun as a regional manager. Uh, Switchfoot's early stuff felt like not so much that, but yeah, I get what mm-hmm. you're saying. Just I, th- when I think of Switchfoot, I just think about being a, uh, around them, not a, around them. We're not boys. We don't crack open beers together. Um, mm-hmm. But just hearing like "Dare You to Move" a hundred fucking times, right. like like at, in every episode of Smallville. Yeah, just. <laughs> Like that, like, um, it's like, uh, like Mardell rock star Christian music. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then like, like C.S. Lewis, like Christian apologetic, like art school indie kid. Christian, mm-hmm. that's Sufjan. Yeah. Or like iron and wine or right. Oh, is, is iron and wine Christian? I don't actually know. Probably. Just those are the same. Those people listen to like, <clears throat> I, you're talking about, yeah, you're talking That's about like, a, you know, you know what I mean? Like you're talking about like suspenders, Christians, coffee yeah. shop, Christianity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pseudo intellectual, which Suspe- is hilarious considering the rest of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suspenders and rolled up jeans. Those people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then you got like David Bazan or like, uh, like a grief observer. Like David Bazan is to Christian music to me the same way that, C.S. Lewis's A Grief Observed is to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, just like very introspective and self critical and not above questioning the validity of all of it, coming from a dark place of emotional like turbulence. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's like, it's really humanizing and nice to see someone not uh, churching it up, I guess. Yeah. Churching it up. Church, church, welcome to praise down. Church it up, church it up here on the praise down, big time. Sunday school is on Tuesday now. Praise down, praise down. Um. Anyway, sorry. Um. Yeah. Uh. I feel like. I don't know how exactly I feel about like lumping Sufjan in in that group, but I get I get that. Yeah, I'm just trying to illustrate a gradient. Really, I wouldn't even necessarily give him his own pillar. Of the three types. Yeah, yeah. Like, like on a sliding you're, scale. You're talking about sort of like hipster types that like mm. identify as Christian still, but they're kind of like got one foot in Brooklyn or wherever they live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not Brooklyn anymore. That shit's been gentrified out the Yezu. No, I yeah. mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, um, uh, I, it, especially coming from someone who is very critical and like immediately like weary of the pious behavior that comes from those kind of people. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you can always tell when someone's like just phoning in with some like manufactured, like, like, yeah, like you've, you've heard a POD song before, right? That isn't like the big hits Mm -hmm. where it's really just like awful new metal, butt rock song. And they're like, Jesus, you just put it into like, 
three or three or four bars down the line in two mm. verses, and it's like, yeah, it's Christian rock. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't, I don't buy it. I don't fuck with it. We reviewed POD really good because they're like hella leftist. Yeah, they are insanely leftist. It's, it, it's pretty cool. Anyone who would rather tattoo Jesus on their hand than jerk their dick, I don't respect. Okay, but yeah, is I that mean, from Die Hard? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Only I'm wearing shoes. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, I'm only wearing socks in Heath's apartment. That's true. Mm-hmm. Only socks. Good. Nothing else. Nothing so- but a smile. Socks only. That makes two of us. Um, You're going to need to Windex so this whole place. What song off of headphones should I play? Um, I would say Natural Disaster, but to get to the line that's really good, it would take too long. So just go with Shit Talker. This song is how I feel about like every person who's a boomer. I like this one more so far. for this chorus mm-hmm. savage beautiful i'm having trouble parsing a thought there's something about this that's like really dreamy you know what i mean yeah the production is definitely intended to be kind of lo-fi like sort of a yola tango thing i'm picking up yeah i could i could see that i that wouldn't be where i would have come from with it but i absolutely hear it um there's another line like that album is just really full of him tearing humanity to shreds but that song natural disaster I think the chorus is you would wait, uh, you would wait for the rapture or a natural disaster to come around, or maybe a couple of airplanes would smash into buildings and put the fear of God in you. Hell yeah. Yeah. We'll give that a hell yeah. Yeah. I'll praise that for sure. That's awesome. It's fucking sick. No, that that's awesome. Is he like, so, uh, are all of his albums this like deconstructive um yes and no he definitely uh doesn't mind uh exploring the space on records but his actual like the first solo record of his i heard was uh about when i was telling you about when i was like 19 and like my depression really started to kick in Mm -hmm. uh curse your branches he uh so david bazan was an alcoholic or probably i mean you still are he was an alcoholic you still are um you don't like stop being an alcoholic but currently in recovery though or uh, i don't know if he's in recovery or not but i know that he got kicked out of cornerstone for being wasted and having a bunch of vodka in uh milk gallon jugs whoa 
and that entire album curse your branches is about losing his faith and uh knowing how heavy of a dude that is in general with like his musical approach to what he does i i picked it up just because was, someone was like hey it's the new dave bazan record you should you know whatever yeah that's all you have to say i'm i'll definitely listen to it mm-hmm. i didn't expect for it to be the most emotionally intense record about losing your faith that i could ever possibly hear not that i've searched out a bunch of them given, sure but um uh like he talks about it on a couple of the songs, but one of them is about uh, like getting to a point where he doesn't have the answers for his daughter. Who's asking questions about God. Shit. Uh, just go with the first song. Uh, hard to be. Uh, I feel bad cause it's kind of long. We don't have to listen to the whole thing, but like just the lyric, the lyrical themes are all pretty much wrapped up in the intro to the album. Uh, like uh, the the title comes from the uh, uh, the song uh, "Curse Your Branches," where he says, "All fallen leaves should curse their branches." Wow! Uh, for letting the for not letting them allow where to where to fall. Wow! Or not Damn. or choosing to not let them fall at all, or something like that. But yeah, he. Uh, I, I didn't I picked up this record because I just liked the bands that he was in mm-hmm. and I did not expect it to be this dark emotional journey into losing his faith and hating his like previous work yeah hell yeah like all of his previous uh stuff with Pedro the Lion and stuff yeah but I mean he still has performed some of that stuff live like Pedro the Lion is doing stuff again because it's basically just him and like one guy for the most part with just like a a rotating cast of musicians mm-hmm but um yeah he talks um i i could honestly do like 60 minutes about this whole record like it's wow track by track it is as good as it can be and he's like such an intelligent and thoughtful guy with what he has to say about that stuff i uh i cannot say enough nice things about david Bazan. huh i'm really digging it yeah i'm into it I'm typically it's it's hard to get me to care about a piano. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But is that like rock strings to you? It's yeah, it's up there with rock strings for me. Um, Those harmonies are so good. Yeah. yeah. This is honestly like some of the best songwriting I've heard, period. Yeah. Yeah, this is really good. We got to stop it or else we'll just listen to all of it. Or we're just going to have to like start a new episode tomorrow or something. Yeah. Um, give us some other ones off there. Um, go with... Uh, give us the abridged version and we could like... Yeah, yeah. Have you back and really dig on this one. Um, hold on. Let's see. Uh... It might be lost my shape. Try that one. 
What's going on in here? Uh, it's literally a top-down criticism of uh, writing a bunch of music to make money off of being a Christian musician. Like, he, he, he talks explicitly about it. Uh, this is really... Uh, it's like... You heard Mojave 3 before? Uh-uh. It's like, it's like really shoegazy, dreamy country. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of getting that off this. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like an open mic comic. Wow. Wow. I put a lot of thought into this because I had so much time since I got real wasted. Yeah. And we fucked up the other episode. Sure. Because like I don't really listen to and enjoy currently a lot of Christian music because I'm an adult. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But this was the only one that I could think of where I could like give any sort of recollection into songs that I actually liked by him that I thought were actually well written songs, I guess you know yeah yeah wow i like i uh yeah this is uh really good yeah 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 i'll give that a lord help me yeah oh a new one yeah. lord help me lord Fan- help me fanning yourself a little bit trying to dry out those just welling up tears like a country lawyer yeah absolutely i give it one dissociative praise break yeah mm-hmm. just <sighs> like really shrugging hard and chain smoking a cigarette that I don't actually smoke. (laughs) Yeah. Just really. Yeah. Oh, Oh. (laughs) yeah, exactly. Right. That, um, Um, okay. So he, I'm kind of trying to develop the timeline here. So he, uh, lost his faith at what point? Like what, you know, I don't know exactly. Um, I could probably pull up something because he talked about it. Um, talked about it in a couple of interviews uh, around the time that this was coming out. Let, thank, thankfully, we can edit through me flipping through fucking Google. That's true. <laughs> so when the band sort of broke up and simultaneously the big questions of faith came up to the surface, and I had to start admitting to myself what the state of my faith was, actually that drinking habit was there in place and started serving as a coping mechanism. I don't know the psychology and I liked getting as drunk as possible and losing time trying to black out. Dave was on stop drinking with the help of his wife and kids. And he says coming to terms with his spirituality actually makes it easier to now write and tour. Uh, entering the house show with his Martin Acoustic guitar, he weighs through 40 fans and sets up in front of the fireplace. He opens up with a new song. Uh, 
most of this is just describing what's happening at this fucking concert. But there's a pull quote at least. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a, uh, it, it, the, uh, the emotional depth of the subject matter is definitely, uh, what yeah. is the best selling point besides the fact that it's like shoegazy country music. Yeah. So, hell yeah. So yes, um, hell yeah to the shoegaze country music, but yep. also like, uh, it sounds like he kind of did what a lot of people do where they like fall off and, and then, um, or they like deconstruct their faith a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it kind of seems like he's seen the value in like the individual pieces that work for him. And maybe that's where he is. Mm-hmm. Does that sound? One of the last songs on that record is called um, bearing witness. Mm-hmm. And the, let me look up the last chorus. Uh, I wish that I knew how to use an iPhone like an adult. This is Bearing Witness. This one's all pretty straightforward. There's a lot of words and not a lot of instrumental breaks. All pretty much out the gate, though. Wow. Yeah, uh, the the last or th- third verse is when the gap between what I hoped would be and what is makes me weep for my kids. I take a cleansing breath and make a positive confession. But is that what bearing witness is? Though it may alienate your family and blur the lines of your identity. Let go of what you know and honor what exists. Son, that's what bearing witness is. Wow. I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't necessarily agree with humanism as an evolutionary concept, but I would say that as far as my worldview goes, that I'm a secular humanist. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that rings pretty true to me, which is the mm-hmm. only serious and God awfully pretentious thing I'll say on this whole podcast. Uh, you really made it count. Yeah. Yeah. You really <laughs> you picked a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You really called your shot. Um, that's really good. When, when was that album released? 2009. 2010? Nine. 2009. Boom. Has he done anything since then? Yes. Uh, Yes. He has a new band called Low Tom that I actually just found out today doing research on for the podcast. He also put out a solo album this year called Care. And he also has been doing this thing where he he does a tour, but he books living rooms. What? Neat. Mm -hmm. The prices are a little bit high for my my blood, being a DIY punk snob. Right. Mm -hmm. But like it... I mean, it's got to be cool. I haven't seen him do solo stuff. The only time that I've seen him live was when headphones played with the Appleseed cast and uh, uh, maybe the Octopus Project at uh, the conservatory. Okay. It was good. It was in 2005. That was one of the only times he toured with headphones. And I remember it was the day of the OU Texas game. 
And mm-hmm. while he while he was setting up like his keyboard and stuff, like getting ready to start their set, he was like, mm-hmm. "We spent two fucking hours trying to find a restaurant that wasn't playing that stupid football game." God, yeah. And then he just goes, "That was fucking ridiculous," and they go <laughs> right into the first song without missing a beat. Shh. I was like, "That's a showman." Wow. It was sick. It was really awesome. I was blown away. That was one of my favorite shows that I've seen at the conservatory. Yeah. Dave Bazan. Awesome. But if I had to pick only one record for anyone to listen to out of all the stuff that he's done, and there's a fuck ton of it that everyone should dig into because Pedro the Lion also has a bunch of EPs. I would say with Pedro the Lion, listen to Control all the way through in one sitting and burn one or do whatever it is that you do to like really get in the zone. And like read along with the words. Yeah. I know that like concept albums are the most white people thing on earth, but like that one's really thoughtful and well executed. Hell yeah. Buddy, I love a concept album. You like Prague? Is that why? Yeah, I'm a big Proto Men fan. Well, hang on. Parliament Funkadelic is all concept. Hey, first hey, of all, I. Prague Funk. I would never yeah. in a million years besmirch the name of Parliament Funk. Okay, thank you. Good. Um, you know all about the mythology. The whole P-Funk universe, right? Yeah, you know that was the only person I played as an NBA jam on my Genesis, right? Oh, who? Uh, George Clinton had, oh had my a character. God. Yeah. He did? Yeah. So yeah, you enter P-Funk, and then I don't remember what the number code was, but it's on the internet. But yeah, it's an, it's doable. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, listen to Control, or if there's only one headphones album, so you don't really have a fucking choice there, listen to it or don't. Yeah. But uh, Control and Curse Your Branches are like, skin of their teeth next to each other i don't think either one has a bad song on it mm. any uh any bad albums in your opinion um or is it all pretty good i mean i have l- songs i don't like on a, on each record i'm not really super crazy about just acoustic guitar yeah and like if it's just an acoustic guitar and vocal track that's not really my thing um i mean there's obviously there's good songs that have done that Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I don't think that there's a, I don't think that there's an offensive album in the discography where you would have to be like, all right, but listen, going into this one, just know like X, Y, Z, like, okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, they all, they all stand on their own is what, is what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. If you don't want to listen to a concept album, just avoid, um, winners never quit and, uh, uh, control. Okay. And Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf. Never avoid And Twenty One Twelve by Rush. Twenty one thirteen by Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> Twenty one sixty nine by Alex did Sanchez Coheed in two and years. Cambria really prices right Rush. They really did. It's a hidden track on In Keeping Secrets. Oh my god. <sighs> I hate it. Let's move into final thoughts. <laughs> let's do let's do final thoughts. Okay. Taylor, we're gonna we're gonna go off your you. You know the you know the rating system, yeah? Uh, yes, I do. You want to take point on this one? Um, I can. Uh, I'm obviously quite biased. I'm going to give it, you know, I'm going to give it a full 12 disciples, including Judas, because he served his purpose, which I think gets kind of clouded over by people. They're like, man, Mm -hmm. Judas is a prick. But like without Judas, Jesus doesn't die for your sins. You uppity dickheads. Yeah. And I'll also throw in a Mary Magdalene pregnant with christ baby mm, getting gnostic in this episode <laughs> real gnostic hours <laughs> uh, dawkins is up <laughs> remember He's when that guy turned like dogs, strangely xenophobic he was like 
Oh yeah, Dawkins is like real reactionary now. Ah, oh, I love it. I love that Dawkins sucks on Twitter. That's I mean, that's what like Fedora atheism deserves is for like their like mouthpiece to turn into like a racist dickhead. I mean, like all of their Or xenophobe, sorry, I, not racist. Mm, yeah, I mean in my Fedora atheist phase, like I was I was like plugged into like a lot of atheist podcasts. It's really embarrassing. But like Ooh. all of their people are kind of bad <laughs> bill maher <laughs> yeah do you remember when he said a soft a and then ice cube like dragged him by the snout on his show when he was on there mm-hmm. and he tried to like squirm out of it and ice uh, cube just wasn't having it yeah. i oh. i love two things and that's when anything that's cringy mm-hmm. and people getting dragged i love it so you combine them together and it's like pineapples and pizza mm-hmm. you know you can't even Bill, and that's Bill Maher refuses to learn the consequences of any actions ever. He still thinks that it's okay for him to just drop an N-word scissor hands wherever he wants. It just, it's like, that guy is like the embodiment to me of like, I drive a Prius. Yeah. I'm uh, woke. He's not, he's not woke. He's asleep. As a, as a fellow pipe hitting member of the tribe being a, mm-hmm. Jewish by birth and not faith. Sure. We do not, our delegation does not claim him. (laughs) He's a man without a delegation. Good. He deserves it. Yeah. Hell yeah, he does. It's like, we fucking get it, dude. Mm -hmm. I watched Religious once and I'm not kidding. Afterwards, I don't think I said anything to anyone about any sort of theological worldview for like months. I was just like, this is the fucking douchiest thing I've ever seen in my life. You hated it so much you started believing in God. Yeah, I became a secular humanist after watching Religious. Uh, Heath, what were your opinions on uh, on the damn David Bazan? Uh, okay. Um, try to form a few things here. Dave um, Matthews I can, Bazan. I can go ahead and take... Sad Rock mm-hmm. rules. Mm. Um, especially like that hot pocket of like there's not a lot of good things from the early 2000s but like Mm. small piece like sad boy indie rock was really good there they they also toured with jets to brazil if that rings any bells in your sad boy life oh i feel like i remember that yeah guy from jawbreakers uh indie band or emo Mm. band or whatever after jawbreaker oh okay 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 yeah yeah they were both on jade tree it's got uh he's also doing like this really i like I talked about it earlier, but this really dreamy thing that's kind of like sort of in the Yola Tango beach house like house. And I don't know what it is because none of that instrumentation is present, but it's a really cool vibe to me. He likes really airy guitar sounds for sure. Yeah. And he also doesn't mind using like chorus pedals on guitars in a way that almost makes them sound like an organ. Like it's like a hollow body or something. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it just feels like really listening to it makes it makes me feel like it's really small, uh, really tight. It's like listening to a band in a living room, mm-hmm. which I like a lot. Um, but it's really like kind of an enveloping sound. I really like it. And also his songwriting. Um, Cat can write. Yeah. Dude, um, yeah, he can. Dude's got bars. Like, um, Cause sometimes I, I listen to good songwriting, which is, you know, nice. It's whatever. 
Um, he made it seem so easy to like say those things as well as he did, but I could never in a million years do it. He does a lot of things too, where he has like one or two long ass lines that he, he's really good about the way that he spaces his like cadence and like his meter to his songwriting. So like, he'll have like three or four sentences that are a verse, but he splits it into like six, six different groupings of words. Yeah. And like, sometimes it's like halfway through a sentence and then three words of the next sentence and then like the next progression. And I think that that's really smart and difficult to do. Mm-hmm. I try to do that, but I'm not very good at it because I can never shut the fuck up and I'm too verbose even when I write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he just does it, it, it. I don't know. It's like. It just looks so easy when he does it. I can't get over yeah. it. It's blowing, it's blowing my mind. Um, so I'll go, I'll go ahead and throw a rating on this puppy. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say. um Dude, I gotta follow you on that twelve. Like, yeah. this really worked for me. I'm, I'm just real glad. I this is like a long form version of the only thing I like to do when I hang out with my friends. Anyway, only nice. usually it's like grind records instead of mm-hmm. thoughtful sad boys. Is there any Christian sure. grind? Christian grind. I'm sure there fucking is. I don't listen to it. That let me find, think. Find us some Christian grind. Yeah, <laughs> that will be the most popular episode of this podcast. Christian grind. That's the name of this episode. The boom boom huck jam. The boom boom huck jam. <laughs> the jam. They're are no um demon hunter. I'll say that. Oof. Oof. Demon um, hunter. I. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha yeah you did um i'll say i i don't really have a background in sad boy emo music um must be a nice life it was yeah. <laughs> no because <laughs> i didn't really have any music to connect with that um but that said it this was really nice um i i, I liked it a lot i it, you know it like I said, it's hard to get me to care about a uh, a, a piano, um, but I, I mean, I I'm a lyrics guy, mm-hmm. um, and so that you know this was sort of right over the plate for me in that sort of sense. So I'm gonna go ahead and say ten. Solid, fair, stern, but fair. Yeah, 10 no Judas. Oh. 10 no yeah, Judas. Yeah. Uh, that puts that puts Dave Bazan solidly in the Fishers of Men Club. Yeah, it does. The second, uh, the second member of the Fishers of Men Club. <laughs> we just started it. <laughs> we started it with the Me Without You episode. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, you're just playing a canon. I, I respect yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, that one's there for the fans. That's not there for the casuals. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So, David Bazan, welcome to the Fishers of Men Club. Uh, if you ever come to Oklahoma City and you want us to, we'll we'll take you out for a nice fish dinner. Yeah, we'll go to, long, we'll go to Captain D's. We'll go to Captain D's. <laughs> oh, and Pedro the Lion just announced uh, December 2017 tour dates for the first time in years and years. Oh, cool. Well, we'll, we'll see you in. there, Davy Boy. <laughs> Davy Boy Smith. Davy Boy Davey Smith. Boy. The British Bulldog, David Bazan. <laughs> the pipes are calling oh boy uh so oh before we go you know we talked about uh mcgee and me yeah yeah earlier in the episode what is a piece of christian media that you would like for us to 
interact with and then review on next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wowie. Has uh, You Were the Devil and the Devil is Bad by the W's already <laughs> been tackled? We did discuss it, but if you want us to go and listen to a full W's album... Well, if, if it's already been back. discussed, I feel like that's like... Not like we're not blazing any new ground. We here. listen to it on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you are the devil, and the devil is bad. You know, it's so good. Um, hmm. I mean, Jesus freak us a hack bit at this point, right? What? Well, we've got to cover it. Hmm. Uh. Hmm. I don't want to fuck this up. You only get one chance. You know. Hmm. Don't don't eight mile that. I can see it behind your eyes right now. Just leave it. I was thinking it. I can I I can hear your brains yeah. while I talk. You heard the whirring. I was at mile seven. I was the quite. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, oh, is it Lucidia? Is that the that awful YouTube metalcore? Like it's like an old ass dude and his kids making shitty metalcore. Let me look it up on my phone. You might have to level out the volume so you <laughs> know where to cut this part in post. I think it's called Lucidia. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's it. No, that's not it. Um, oh, fuck. I don't know. I'll have to find it. I've got something, though, tentatively. Fuck, that's going to bother me. Um... I don't want to like I don't want to like waste this on something, you know. No, don't sweat it. Just just act natural. Act natural. All right. Well, uh, he's doing the for our listeners. He's doing the Andrew Dice Clay thing. Yeah, where you put your your hand above the thing. Oh, can, oh my God, he's uh, doing it more. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Andrew 20 sided dice clay. <laughs> uh, for the last minute and a half, I've been trying to figure out how to portmanteau Veggie Tales and Vegeta. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, Taylor, uh, I'll get back to you. I got to find this video on the internet. It's, um, it is a father child, badass Christian metalcore song that I want you to watch and review in depth. Okay. But All I right. don't know we, what the name of it we is. We will engage uh, with a father and son metalcore group. Yep. We, we'll, wow, uh, that feels great coming out of my mouth. <laughs> can I, Better than can I give it a shot? Come on, this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> well, there's a priest, and it's still an act of God. Oh, no. Father and son metalcore group. That is nice. That's really edgy. <laughs> Oh God, Barry Crimmins over here. Um, I don't, I don't have Facebook right now because I'm in a depressive break. But you can follow me on the Twitter that I never use, hashtag or at sign Hezbollah, which mm-hmm. is Hezbollah and Ballin combined mm-hmm. into one. You should get on Twitter more. It's I should. I I'm not getting back on Facebook for a long time because I don't book things in the bands I'm in. Right. Oh. So like I'm off the hook. No one can talk to me about. You got to log on to Twitter. Heath's been doing a real good Twitter bit that's uh, tweeting about what if Groucho Marx had a blunt of weed <laughs> instead of cig- instead of a cigar. Uh, at sign Lamar OKC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dimebag Daryl is an Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> Honkin' Wang. 
So far on that Dimebag Daryl tweet, I've gotten four faves, one RT. That Ooh. RT was by Andrew Wagner. Andrew <laughs> Wagner, love you, buddy. Love Follow you. Andrew love Wagner you, Andrew. on Twitter at friendly old wags with a Z. Don't vote. <laughs> well, um, well, <laughs> well, that's been podcast. And if you do, vote by the book. Okay, that's been praised. That's been the praise down. We're gonna we're gonna sign off the way we always sign off on the mm-hmm. praise down, as we always say here on the praise down. Get in the van. Church that shit up. Get in the van and church that shit up. Homie. Homie. Hashtag honkin' way. No, no, no. Honkin' way. No. Bye, bye. That's the Goodbye. Show. We love you. I love you, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. What, what, what? Holy Ghost round the whip. 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 What, what, what?